Hi, and thanks for downloading that B-Word podcast. This is your beautiful bipolar host, Becky. And I got the message loud and clear, guys. Don't stop doing the news. So I won't stop doing the news. Um, Thanks for all your feedback. I appreciate that. I really appreciate uh, all your reviews and everything as well. It's um, really helpful. And thanks. Thanks a lot. So, not much has been up with me recently. I am still taking the same meds. I'm doing pretty well. I seem to be coming out of whatever funk I've been in for the past few months, which is great. Podcasting again, and that feels really good. I've been, you know, trying to take care of myself, do the healthy eating thing, and do the exercise thing. Uh, and that's helped a lot. In fact, as you'll hear later in this episode, Jessica of Bipolar Style and myself are um, starting a little group up on the bipolarparty.com website regarding health and fitness as it pertains to a diagnosis of bipolar disorder. So I think that uh, if you want to, if that's something that interests you and you want to check it out, head on over to BipolarParty.com and sign up and uh, join us in the uh, diet and exercise room. Other than that, I've been thinking a little bit about my medications and if I might not be on too many. I seem pretty stable right now, which is great, and I don't want anything to diminish that stability, but I don't know, maybe it's always the way with us, but I just want to take as few meds as possible. So I'm going to talk to my psychiatrist about tapering down to get to um, possibly off of the antidepressants and maybe a lower dose of the Vralar. We'll see. Um, But that's my goal. So we'll see how that goes. So in the news this week, there is a particular story that I wanted to talk about. Um, It is regarding Dan Mallory, who was a uh, best-selling author who lied about having cancer, uh, brain cancer. And he says that he lied about having cancer as a way to disguise his struggles with bipolar disorder. And I'm not exactly sure how to feel (laughs) about this news, honestly. Um, He... Well, first off, the article that I'm reading this off of makes me kind of mad because they've obviously chosen the pictures of him where he, quote unquote, looks crazy. It's on the BBC.com, um, dated February 6th, 2019, and the title is Dan Mallory, best-selling author, lied about having cancer, if you want to take a look at that. And I'll link it in the show notes as well. They obviously just tried to make him look as crazy as possible, which is not cool. BBC, bad on you. But about, you know, the substance of the article that this man who wrote under the pseudonym uh, A.J. Finn, um, Woman in the Window, is his best-selling novel. I, on one hand, I can kind of understand why he would, you know, try to keep that private and personal. On the other hand, um, lying about having brain cancer is pretty shitty. So yeah, I'm not sure how to feel about 
about this guy. On one hand, uh, he has kind of my sympathy, you know? On the other hand, not so much. So I also found an article. um, This one is about BPD, and they've, according to this article on Medscape, they've decided that the best criterion for flagging a borderline personality disorder is affective instability. And that's supposed to be able to determine, you know, distinguish it from bipolar or major depressive disorder. Um, Now, the definition of affective instability is uh, the repeated, rapid, and abrupt shifts of mood and is considered the core pathology in borderline personality disorder. So I'm not exactly sure. (laughs) I mean, of course, I think that the difference there between bipolar disorder diagnosis and borderline personality disorder disorder diagnosis is rapid and abrupt shifts in mood. Um, Then again, if you're rapid cycling, is that the same thing? I don't know. So I'm not exactly sure um, what the difference is. You know what I mean? Um, There's another DSM diagnosis definition here. Effective instability is a marked reactivity of mood, intense intense dysphoria, irritability, or anxiety lasting a few hours and only rarely more than a few days. So it seems, yeah, it seems to be that the length of time is the difference. Just a little blurb I found interesting. (laughs) And I'll link that in the show notes as well. I also found yet another article, um, say, finding a link between the gut bacteria and mental health. So specific gut bacteria is linked to depression, um, but that a wide range of gut bacteria can produce neuroactive compounds, so compounds that can affect your your brain, essentially. And I will link that into the show notes as well. The difference in this article as opposed to the others is that the researchers actually found that instead of just having certain gut bacteria that can cause depression, there's also uh, gut bacteria that are associated with better mental health or better mental quality of life, as they put it. Um, And that some microorganisms are actually producing dopamine or a metabolite of dopamine. Um, And as everyone knows, dopamine is the good, good feeling. (laughs) It's the good, good feeling stuff that everybody wants, right? So I guess the question is, how do you get that kind of stuff into your, you know, your microbiome? This particular article does not go into that, but in my experience, you know, I don't know if it's my gut making dopamine, but when I eat healthier, I feel better. So that's not nothing. And not just when I eat better, when I feel better. I mean, I feel better also when I exercise and just try to be more mindful of my body and how it's moving about in space. I'm, hopefully I'm not going to 
you're not going to get tired of me harping on you to eat healthy. I mean, you should, but um, that's not what the podcast is all about, right? But it's helped me recently quite a lot. So I want to make sure that I give it its due. You know what I mean? So if nothing else has worked for you, if you're on meds and it's hit or miss and you think that maybe they're not working very well, give it a try. I mean, the worst thing that's going to happen is that you won't feel any different. The best thing that could happen is that you feel better. So why not? Okay, my interview today is with Damien Kay. Damien is the host of the Mindful Bipolar podcast and also has a blog at mindfulbipolar.com, also where his podcast is, is found. We have a pretty good discussion and I hope you like it. Why don't you uh, tell me how you came to be diagnosed bipolar and and we can go from there. I guess starting in like late elementary school and then through high school, I, I always felt like I was different. You know, I wasn't sure what that was about. I just felt like I had more to say and I knew more and I... I was more intuitive and insightful. It was, it was kind of weird, but I just thought maybe I didn't know. You know, I had no idea. I did had, I had no idea about mental illness when I was in high school. Uh, mm-hmm. my, so I went to college. I finished my first year and, uh, I went home for the summer. I was working, delivering pizza. I came back for my sophomore year and I was, I had fallen into a, a horrible, deep depression. I didn't know what it was then. I didn't go to class. I rarely made it to the the mess hall for food. I wasn't going out with my friends. I had I had uh, joined a fraternity my my second semester of my freshman year. I wasn't hanging out with my fraternity brothers. Uh, and after I don't know three or four weeks of all that happening, I. I called my parents and said I, I, I needed to come home. I, I couldn't do it anymore. And uh, they came and got me and um, went home. I laid in my, my bed for a month just feeling sad and sorry for myself. I wasn't doing anything. Uh, my mom convinced me to get a, a job if I wasn't going to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, but before I before I started working that semester, I did try to go back to college. It was a couple weeks later, and I I I got there, and I I felt like my closet had been rearranged, my bed wasn't right, uh, everything just seemed off. And I was there for maybe an hour or two, and I called my parents again and said, "I, I can't do it. Um, I gotta go home." And so I. I talked to the dean or whoever it was then and told, told him I needed to take uh, a semester off. And uh, I got back home and I I got a part-time job at a grocery store. And I it was it was all right. The job was okay. I I was thinking then that I wasn't sure if I would go back to college. I uh, I was still depressed. I didn't know what it was then. So my mom finally took me to a an ER like I saw a psychiatrist and they diagnosed me with uh with depression and they put me on antidepressants. Mhm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Familiar story. Yeah. And uh, so I was working at the grocery store and I was stocking the freezer and the manager came in one day and he's like, he said, Damien, is this what you want to do for the rest of your life? Stock freezers, working at a grocery store? I, I was like, no. He said, why don't you go back to school? He's like, well, you were doing well, blah, blah, blah. He and I had talked, so... I don't know that that conversation just stuck with me because I was really considering not going back to school, mm-hmm. and uh, but I did for my my second semester sophomore year on the antidepressants. Um, I started dating my future wife that semester and started hanging out with my brothers in the fraternity. A lot of drinking. Uh, every Friday we come home, come back from class. I go to my friend's apartment and we listened to the Grateful Dead and, and smoke weed and I just I was back, you know, and I and, and the depression was not there and I stopped taking the antidepressants. Mm. And uh I and and then, you know, I I did well in school. I mean I, I had good grades. I graduated with like a three, four something and uh had no symptoms, I guess, other than being hyper sometimes and laying in bed sometimes, but not like the lengthy uh, episodes that we're accustomed to with our bipolar. Mm-hmm. And uh, going to continue. I, hopefully I'll keep this short. But So I, I graduated from college. I decided to go to law school. And uh, I made it through half a semester of law school and again fell into a debilitating Depression, did not want to go to class, did not want to meet with my fellow students to work on studies and papers and stuff. And uh, and I dropped out of college, went mm-hmm. back. Yeah, I started seeing a psychiatrist for the second time and put me back on antidepressants. And I think at that point, anti-anxiety meds. And uh, so, yeah, that's how, so that's how it all started. And then a year later, I got married and things got even crazier, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Adding a relationship into uh, bipolar disorder (laughs) can sometimes be tricky. Right. And yeah, I was, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was, I was with the woman I married for, uh, I guess five years before we got married and then we were married for seven, but it was very tumultuous. And I mean, I was prescribed meds that I would take, bring home, and I I would only take them when I remembered or when I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't there. Were no, there was no self care practices going on. I mean, I would play basketball and tennis maybe once or twice a week, but not uh, a regular exercise regimen and drinking and smoking pot. Yeah all day, every day, you know, all that, and not taking care of myself. Yeah, so you, um, you're no longer married then? Uh, No, I I got divorced in uh, 2002, so like 13 years, or 17 years ago, yeah. Yeah, well, 2002 doesn't seem like it should be that long ago. (laughs) Right, right. Two children, the, the, the lights and love of my life. I'm very lucky oh. for them. So it wasn't boys a, or girls. 
they are two girls. One is mm-hmm. 23. The other is 20, 20, will be 21 in July. Yeah, I don't have any kids personally, but I have two stepkids that are younger. Yeah. So. And your dogs. That's, and my dog. Yeah. Yeah. I have a cat. She's my BFF. <laughs> oh. I have two cats too, but they're not nice. <laughs> they're the uh, standoffish kind of cat, mm. not the cuddly kind. Right, right. And my girlfriend has six cats. And oh, wow. I think four of them are, like you said, standoffish. And yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. But I mean, I love animals. I had a dog uh, myself uh, for a while. He was he was my buddy. I used to take him for walks, and but he uh, he passed. Uh, Six six years ago, I believe. Haven't gotten another one. Yeah, my uh, we had to put down my my dog. We had two. One was more my husband's dog. One was more my dog, and we had to put my dog down a few months ago. Mm. And it's part of the reason that I stopped podcasting <laughs> for a while. Easy, yeah, but, it's not easy. I was I was so depressed when when my dog Burroughs died. I, I miss work. I wasn't doing anything for a couple of weeks, at least, maybe a month. Yeah. I was so sad. Yeah, it's hard. It's, I mean, knock on wood, I haven't lost my parents or anything, but uh, it, I can't imagine that it, it seems like it's like losing a person, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and one thing I, I always, will always remember I was about my dog, I was feeling suicidal i decided i wanted to kill myself i was going to put myself in my parents car close the door and and die that way i i went over and gave him a big hug and kiss i'm like he was the only person i said goodbye to i left a note for my my daughters but not to i didn't say goodbye to my parents didn't say goodbye to anyone i just hugged and kissed my dog and Mm -hmm. you know very uh i am just very lucky and grateful that i'm still here so yeah thank goodness it didn't work yeah yeah i tried it twice a couple years later then too but yeah so are you then diagnosed more like a type two i am no i've been diagnosed bipolar one i my my manias are i guess like anyone bipolar one they're just out there crazy i do crazy things I think crazy things. I overspend. Uh, the sexual indiscretions that I've been involved with, with my girlfriends. I've gone, you know, from one girl to another to another. But, you know, for the past uh, two and a half years, the same girlfriend. And the mania I went through when I was with her it did result in a indiscretion. But... Uh, yeah, we've she stuck by me and she and oh, good. and I and it's it's been I guess a year and a half since I've been manic and I but Becky I've been doing all these things every day uh to prevent that and I from any mood whether it's you know mania or depression um mm-hmm. what uh what do you what have you been doing I mean are you medicated then or I do take med- medication I I take lithium, Neurontin, mm-hmm. and Trazodone for sleep. Mm-hmm. That's it. Years, 
years passed, there was always many more meds, and I wasn't sure what what was working and what wasn't. And right, yeah. But uh, these these meds, the the lithium and the trans and the neurontin, really seem to work. Uh, and finding the right doses, Becky, like uh, I was on. You know, 1,350 milligrams of lithium at one point for a while. I was on 450, and now I think I found a good dose at 900 where I don't feel so... Uh, I'm not eating as much. I haven't gained as much weight. I'm not as tired as I was on the higher dose. And mm-hmm. Well, good. Yeah, because that could be a, a big uh, side effect for lithium, I know. Yeah, and when you, you don't feel like yourself, like... Jessica from Bipolar Style says she she can't laugh. She's not she's not the same person. Her personality isn't there. Right. Uh, you know, I I'm definitely I'm de- I definitely like myself for a while when I when I don't take my meds years ago, but it, it for me it never ended well. It was always right. you know it was always psych ward stays and crashing my car or, or you know or suicide attempts. So. But, you know, the other things, Becky, uh, I meditate every morning uh, without fail. Once in a while, maybe not, but for for about a year now, using the Headspace app, the guided okay. meditations, it really grounds me and I'm, I'm present and I'm not thinking about or worrying about things or thinking about things that are going to happen. I'm in the moment and... It really clears my head, and uh, I really it really helps my day. I, I feel calmer and and more present. Exercise uh, when it's warmer out, I take long walks. Now that it's cold, I've been using a treadmill, and that's five or six times a week. Uh, exercise. I think exercise is a key for all of us. Uh, mm-hmm. I really, you know, I can't say enough about it. It just makes, it improves my mood for the rest of the day. Yeah, I agree. You know, Jessica and I are actually um, working together and trying to get a group together on the um, bipolar party that's that's dedicated to the uh, the health and fitness aspect of taking care of your bipolar disorder. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I definitely you know it's cool. I I've also Becky I've I've read a lot of uh memoirs and nonfiction books about mental illness and addiction cuz I'm also a recovering addict. Mm-hmm. And they have all helped me. Um my diet I used to really have such a poor diet, you know, eat whatever whenever as much as I wanted but uh, now I'm, I'm pretty careful about my portions and, and what times I eat and how much and, and sugars and salts and, you know, all those things. Uh, I lost, geez, I was at the doctor the other day. I lost 12 pounds and I feel better. You know what I mean? I, I feel better that I, I feel more energetic and I'm more active and I think my head is better. And, you know, Jessica, uh, I'm sorry, Jessica, Becky, I'm sorry. Uh, That's okay. You know, drugs for me just are, were the, the worst thing for my 
bipolar disorder. I mean, they always, drugs always seem to bring on, uh, uh, you know, bring on the manias. Uh, I mean, maybe not so much marijuana, but uh, drinking, depression, uh, meth, uh, definitely mania. Yeah. Uh, pills I used to take, opiates, uh, I don't know, up and down. And, I mean, affecting my moods, but also, like, my my schedule of taking my meds and and I, exercising and doing all the things I'm doing, it would, it would throw all that off when I was, when I was using and, and drinking heavily, so. Mm-hmm. Was alcohol your drug of choice, or? Uh, it wasn't for, for years. It was marijuana, definitely. Uh, I, but for me, it wasn't, I would, I would not smoke weed just like once a day or once every couple of, I was, I would smoke weed from the time I woke up until the time I went to bed Mm -hmm. and it was not good. And I just wasn't, you know, I wasn't who I wanted to be. But back then, I was—I thought it was great. I thought I was happy. And then, I mean, I've been—I've been, I've been uh, in the psych ward. I just—I would say probably fourteen times in twenty-six years. Oh wow! Yeah, because I—I didn't take care of myself and mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So I know you're on your podcast. You said that you have what a year and a half without an episode. So that's that's a big achievement. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and the other thing too, the last thing maybe, Becky, is my sleep. It's it's so important. And I, I'm on a consistent schedule of going to bed and waking up. And it definitely has helped me, I, I really believe, in, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I, you know, years ago, especially when I used to take Adderall, I was prescribed Adderall. And I didn't want to sleep. I, I'd stay up all night for... All, all night for days at a time taking mm-hmm. extra pills and doing other things and but uh yeah sleep is is definitely key oh yeah definitely i think that's probably the first yeah sign that something's gonna go wrong is when you stop sleeping right <laughs> yeah oh absolutely absolutely and for, for me it's even even just one night of not sleeping the next day my mood is elevated more than than it should be mm-hmm. so i'm not making maybe not making good decisions or, or doing things the the way that the i should do them yeah well, that's awesome um so you said that you write a blog too is that yeah where's where's that at that is at mindfulbipolar.com awesome i thank you i i didn't realize that uh you had a blog. I'm going to have to check that out. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I started that last year, and a few, some of the first podcasts I did were based on posts I had written, but I did one that had nothing to do with anything I'd written. I, I really liked, I liked the way I sounded better. It didn't seem so, like I wasn't reading off anything. I wasn't, you know, it was more uh, spontaneous. Mm-hmm. And so the last few episodes have been, have not been related to any of my posts, but yeah, you know, Becky, I guess I've always wanted to be a writer. I, I was an English major in college. Oh, hey, me too. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. 
So, you know, it's always yeah. something I wanted to do. And I've been, I have been working on a memoir to be, I guess, for a couple of years, but, uh, haven't really pulled that together into a, I guess, a readable form yet. Do you, I, do, are you, you know, Diane Harwood? Yeah. Well, from Twitter, I do. Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, she's been a great friend to me. Uh, she actually made the first comment on my first blog post and then sent me a, PDF review copy of her book, Birth of a New Brain, which I read, loved, got a lot out of it. And she and I have been back and forth, her comments on my posts and on Twitter and just, you know, been a, a really a great friend to me. And I, you know, I really appreciate all she's done for me. Awesome. Yeah, I know that she's, uh, she's been on the Bipolar Style show too, I think. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I don't. I don't think I. I did not hear that episode. It was one of the earlier ones, I believe. With with just John. John? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with just John. I have to check it out. Just John and the and the guest. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about, or? I don't know. I mean, there, I guess there's so much. I, I'm not. Not. I'm not sure. I. You know, like I said. I, I've been listening to more and more of your episodes and you and, you know, your podcast and Mr. Joe's, uh, bipolar style and the, uh, psych central with, uh, the uh, bipolar and schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Those, those four are probably my, my favorites. Um, I actually haven't listened to the psych central one. I've, I've seen it on Twitter, but I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Gabe Howard, and uh, I forget what her name is. She's a schizophrenic. I mean, it, it, it's really good. The, again, you know, the back and forth. I, I really like that. Yeah, I'm going to have to give it a try. I listen to so many podcasts already, though, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh, there's so many. Yeah. Yeah, I keep finding more, which I haven't actually maybe not listened to yet, but put them on my podcast app and. Oh yeah, but I'm I'm glad I'm yeah. glad to hear Becky that you're doing well and you know things are going well for you. Yeah, I'm definitely doing a lot better than I uh, was for a while. I was um, going through a bit of a depression, but seem to be coming out on the other side of it now. Thank goodness. What do you do for your depression when you get it? Well, um, I do take medicine, so make sure I take that on time. Um, and, um, I'm on Braylar right now and Effexor for, okay. yeah, yeah. The Effexor, you can't miss those, <laughs> but, uh, that and recently, um, I've been like you becoming more active, trying to work out more and, you know, going to the gym, eating healthy and, trying to cut out most of the sugar in my diet and that's cutting I think cutting out the sugar has made more of a difference than most of most anything else that and and working out it's really crazy how how much it can affect your mood yeah yeah I mean yeah I mean I've read it I've heard it and I just over the past few months I started to really cut back my sugar like no desserts nothing no cookies nothing like that and yeah, I know it's 
<laughs> it sounds like it wouldn't be fun, but it actually, um, you feel so much better after you've done it. Yeah. You know, Becky, I, uh, I was, uh, I was hypomanic for, uh, a couple weeks, a few months ago. And I was, I was worried I was, I was getting, I was going to get manic. So I went and saw my psych and he gave me a sample pack of the Vrelar. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, Doc, this is a conversation we've had several times. I, I don't want to take any more meds than I already take. And he said, no, just take them, take the Vrelar for a couple of days, see how you feel. And if if you feel like you're getting back to your your baseline, then you just stop taking them. And I literally took it, I think, three days, maybe four, and mm-hmm. I felt so much better. Uh, mm-hmm. So then... I stopped taking it and he told me to keep them to take PRN if I would feel again like I was getting manic. And I was I was hypomanic for just uh, like 10 days before you and I started talking today. And I was ready to take another Raylar, but I I didn't. I, I started coming back down. Uh, and But I have them on hand, PRN, if I need them. I never uh, realized I take them every day. Um, so I didn't know that it would work like that, actually. <laughs> I, yeah, they replaced Seroquel for me, so. Yeah, oh, Seroquel. I know. <laughs> I, yeah, Becky, I, I was prescribed that a couple, a few times, and I hated it. I mean, it was good for me, but I hated the side effects. I called it serial killer. I just, I will never, I yeah. will never take that again. Yeah, no, me neither. It's awful. I totally agree. But yeah, the regular seems to be working pretty well for me. Yeah. So it sounds like it works for you too. Yeah. I mean, like I said, those few days, but I didn't feel like any side effects. I was sleeping more and I calmed down and I was thinking better again and not being hyper and doing all kinds of crazy things so yeah it helped me after a few days i guess we're all like we're all different i mean we're all on a spectrum right but we you know a lot of similarities and but you know still some differences and you know like you said about the effects or i also used to take that but Uh i really i can't take any antidepressants i've taken them all i think and each one i it's always ended up with me getting manic yeah. So, luckily, knock on knock on wood, I haven't uh, hasn't made me manic yet. So, I think it seems to be working. Good. Although, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just a common personality trait in people with bipolar disorder. But there's always the part of me that wants to either, if not stop taking the medicine, decrease it somehow. Yeah. <laughs> So I've been uh, thinking about talking to my psychiatrist about getting off the effects or mm. because, I mean, it does have some side effects. And if you miss a dose, then you can really feel pretty badly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you. You know, and, and me too. With I want to I'm planning to talk to my psychiatrist on my next visit about maybe coming down on the dosages of my lithium or Neurontin. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really thought about that, I guess, recently, but listening to, I, I think, I first started thinking about 
went back and forth with Jessica a little bit and listening to that bipolar style and and, and you know the other thing too based on like what Jessica has talked about like all these things that I've been doing the exercise and the meditation and the diet and the sleep I, I wonder like do I really need to take such a high dose can I still mm-hmm. you know do good things and be productive and and maybe even better things I mean one of the, one of the, my goals this year is to find a job, even if it's part-time. I mean, I, I get disability every month uh, for years now, but I'm, I'm, I really feel like I'm ready to get a job and be successful at it. Oh, great. That's awesome. Thank you. And, and definitely it, it would have to be a job, I think, with that I would get something out of and, and, and be able to, again, help people. So I've been looking into mental health advocacy through a job such as peer support specialist. Have you heard of that? Uh, no. Is that like with the crisis line or? Uh, I don't. I don't think it's with the crisis line. But you go and meet with people who have a mental illness and, or their families to talk with them. Maybe take them on trips to a therapist or a psychiatrist even the grocery store and you're like, you're a friend, but you're an advocate, you know, you're helping them. And so, but for the, that seems like it'd be really rewarding. I, I really, I really think so. I really think so. So I found a job I interviewed for in peer support, but they require any, any peer support specialist job requires a certification, which involves two weeks of classes, which is, I think they told me $1,300. So, I went to the local OVR office, Office of Vocational Rehabilitation, and applied through them so they would pay for the training. And I was just approved late last week. So, oh, nice. Thank you. Now I have to wait until the next session of classes, which I believe is in March. And I'm hoping the position will still be available by then but there are other ones i just we'll see yeah that sounds like a really great uh great thing to get into i think so i've been thinking about uh becoming trying to get to to be a counselor on the crisis text line myself i thought that would be you know something that's Reward fulfilling, and, you know, yeah. And, that my day job isn't exactly <laughs> fulfilling, so more like a just a office drone type thing. Yeah, I've had so, a few of those. Yeah, so I think that would be nice. Yeah, well, good luck with that. Well, thank you. Hopefully, hopefully it'll uh, it'll all work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, do you want to tell everybody where they can find your podcast? My podcast is called Mindful Bipolar Podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, uh, almost all of them, I I believe. Uh, There is an RSS link on on my website for the podcast. Awesome. And the website's... Yeah, it's mindfulbipolar.com. Awesome. Well, thanks for talking with me today. I really, uh, I really enjoyed it. Me, me too. That was a fun conversation. Thank you for asking me to do it and for having me on, Becky. I, like I said, I am really looking forward to more 
of the, that B word podcast episodes. My girlfriend is also enjoying them when she's with me when I'm listening. Uh, I listen in my oh, nice. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I listen to my car. I listen when I'm laying in bed. I mean, I, I love it, you know. Like, but you know, Becky, I would I would definitely be more than willing to come on, come back on here with you at some point, you know, to talk about more stuff and. You know, you just let me know, and I would, I would love to have you on mine once I figure out how to do that and get ready to do that. So, oh yeah, I'd love to. That'd be great. Thank you very much. Oh, no problem. And thanks so much again to Damien for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to being on your podcast hopefully someday. Um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. And thanks to everybody else for listening to it. I really appreciate that as well. Um, as always, you can reach me at Becky at that com. You can reach me at that B word one on Twitter. And you can find the Facebook page at that B word pod and on Pinterest at that B word podcast. And you can also find all of my previous episodes at that com. And as always, please rate and review and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. It helps other people find me, and I really appreciate it. I love to hear all the feedback. So keep them coming. Okay, thanks a lot, guys, and I will talk to you pretty soon. Thanks. Bye.